0: on the field and inside the clubhouse this is brewers extra innings live from the annex wealth management studios at radio city
1: here's matt foley the nightmare is over, the losing streak is over, the Brewers find a way to win today in our nation's capital as they knock off the Nationals by a 4-1 score. Welcome in to Brewers Extra Innings everybody, my name is Matt Pawley, fantastic to have you with us. It's been a little while since we have been able to talk about a Brewers victory, but here we are, Brewers get the 4-1 win against Washington. Uh, spectacular pitching, it comes in a little bit of a different way than we normally talk about the the strong pitching for the Brewers. Willie Adamas, this feels like his first really big game uh, since coming back. A couple hits, a home run, three RBIs, uh, and all the way around. Andrew McCutcheon adds a a home run late. This is something that uh, the Brewers needed. They just needed to find a way to win. It really didn't matter what it looked like, but the Brewers needed to find a way to win. They got one, and now they go into an off day. They get to have the happy flight. They get to enjoy themselves on uh, the off day and get back at coming up on Tuesday. We've got you till 5.30 uh, this afternoon slash evening. If you want to join the program, you can do so. Multiple ways to get connected with us, you can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air, and we will be with you till 5.30, so a lot of time to talk uh, about the Brewers today. I thought Jason Alexander, again, was really good. I know he doesn't make it out of the fifth inning, but one run, seven hits, he, he worked out of trouble. That's been the thing that's really struck me about Alexander so far early on in his major league career. You would think that this is a guy is like the thirty seven year old crafty veteran, the way that he pitches to contact and then when when he's in trouble he finds a way to get out of trouble. I really I enjoy it. I enjoy watching him pitch, and I know in in a perfect world, he's not getting into trouble as often as he is, but the fact that he does not look like a guy who just made his Major League debut two weeks ago, when he gets into these tough situations, and is continuing to fight through them, uh, that just says something. And it got to a point with him today, third time through the order, it felt like uh, Washington was seeing him a little bit better, so uh, they get him out of there. You know he would have liked to have been able to get that one more out to pick up his first Major League win, but uh, with all due respect to jason alexander the team picking up the win is a whole lot more important than him getting his first major league win today so we'll talk about the pitching the unsung hero of this game maybe he's the sung hero maybe we have been talking maybe he did get talked about enough but uh yeah it's the the contribution of a jason alexander is obvious when you cover as many outs as he did today allowing just one run uh pretty obvious when we talk about Willie Adamas when he has two hits, when he has a home run, when he drives in three of the four runs. Pretty obvious when we're talking about Andrew McCutcheon, the late home run. Pretty obvious when we talk about Brad Boxberger and Devin Williams and Josh Hader being put in the position that you like to see them be put into with a lead in the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth innings. The guy today that brings it all together is Hobie Milner. He was spectacular comes into the game in a really tight spot, once again does not allow inherited runners to score. He now has 10 inherited runners this year. Not a single one of them has scored. I don't care what his ERA is. And it's 2.45. It's completely respectable. But with with a guy who's going to be doing the job that Milner is doing, like that's, that's the stat that matters the inherited runners and inherited runner scores. You know, sometimes with pitch like with a closer, I don't care what a closer's ERA is. What is what is the closer's uh, percentage rate of converting saves? That's what I look at. I don't care if he's got a seven ERA if he's twenty nine of thirty one in save opportunities. And maybe I'm looking at it from too simplistic of a standpoint, but that's how I look at it. I don't care. There there's times where a pitcher's ERA to me just doesn't really matter. And with Hobie Milner I care about the inherited runners and the inherited runners scored. And right now he's ten for ten in stranding inherited runners. And that is beyond spectacular. So he's now three and one. He picks up the victory and he he is the he's the guy who kept this thing in place. He was the one who had to bridge from the starter to the bullpen. And with the way things have been going for the Brewers recently, especially with that middle relief I cannot overstate just how important that role was for him today. That was That's something that we should be talking about and talking about a whole lot. He is uh, the guy who really put this whole thing together today as the Brewers were able to Excuse me, as the Brewers were able to hold on for a 4-1 victory. Again, if you want to chime in, you can do so. You can call. You can text. The Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line is available, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers get the much-needed win in Washington, 4-1. They end the losing streak at 8 thankfully we don't have to be telling you when the last time they lost nine in a row was it was all the way back in 2014 in case you care but yeah uh, they end the losing streak at eight games and now we'll see if they go on a little bit of a winning streak here again 4-1 the final brewers get the win over the nationals we're back with more in a moment this is brewers extra innings
0: brewers extra innings with matt foley on wtmj
2: the 2-1 pitch Here's a fly ball into center. Racing in is Lane Thomas. He goes into a slide and he won't get it. It rolls past him. Taylor turns first and into second. And that should be a
1: double for Tyrone Taylor. 4 1. Brewers get the win in Washington. They end up losing 2 of 3, but they end the losing streak coming into today's game. They lost eight in a row. They pick up the victory today, and now they go into an off day in New York before opening up a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday series coming up, obviously, Tuesday night. If you want to join us, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also tweet into the program at Matt Pawley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. It looks likely that the Brewers are going to pick up a full game on the Cardinals, right now they are in the bottom of the ninth in St. Louis, so you never know what might happen, but uh, bottom of the ninth in Cincinnati holding a three-run lead. It is 7-4. The Cardinals had a 3-0 lead in this game before Cincinnati Tied it up in the fourth, would eventually take the lead in the fifth, and maybe take the lead for good in the seventh inning. And yeah, we'll keep you updated on that as the game does continue on. Uh, but if the Reds hold on, if they protect their three-run lead in the ninth inning, the Cardinals will still be in first place, but the Brewers will be within a half game of St. Louis. Again, the Yankee Mortgage Talk and Text Line eight five five six one six one six twenty. Doug texting in says this is a picture perfect Brewers win a couple home runs good pitching figures this is how the losing streak would end now go to New York and show that you can play with the big boys and win two out of three important to continue this with a win on Tuesday Doug I was saying a perfect world you're right here's kind of where I'm at with the team right now I think they just need to tread water for the rest of this road trip uh, they it, it, they're in a tough spot we've talked about it. we don't need to you know relitigate the schedule. But they're in such a tough spot right now with the three consecutive three-city trips in addition to the trip before that was the one where they played Pittsburgh and Philadelphia and then had a one-day visit back to Milwaukee for one single game. So to me, there's not a whole lot of difference there uh, in a a three-city trip. So you can almost make the argument that this is their fourth consecutive three-city trip. Don't get swept. And uh, tread water. And get yourself in position that all is good once the schedule starts to normalize when you get done with these next six games against New york and cincinnati you 're home for seven and you 're playing a lot of home games between uh, between now and the all star break or then in the all star break and also until um, until you get to the end of the season as well so I understand the idea of. Taking the momentum from this one and trying to continue it on, and again, I think that's a very utopian statement, and it'd be good for the team if they can pull that off. But for me, it's just about treading water. Don't get swept. Keep yourself in position. That hey, don't go on another eight-game losing streak, right? Like that's that's kind of where I'm at. At Brew Crew Scott tweeting in: How long will the Brewers continue to stick with Tyrone Taylor and Keston Hira? Any chance that Joey Weimer will get some big league at bats before? the All-Star break. So first off, I think they believe in Tyrone Taylor. Taylor had two hits today. That was good to see. Had kind of that bloop double, uh, which worked out well for him. Uh, that he's He has struggled in the month of June. There, even with the two hits that he has today, uh, his June has not been good. He's hitting 143. In the month of June, he's five for thirty-five. And before today's game, in the month of June, he was uh, what three for thirty? No, three for thirty-two. So just not good, not good in the month of June. Good to see him get back going. I think we're still kind of learning who he is as a player. You know, he first got the opportunity to play on an everyday basis really in the month of May. He had a nice May when he hit 279, had the six home runs, the 21 RBIs, and 872 OPS. That was a really nice month for Tyrone Taylor. Now, this is how it works in baseball. You got a guy who hasn't really played every day, they start playing every day, and a little bit more film gets out there, scouting reports get a little bit better, and you then see some adjustments being made and that hitter then needs to make adjustments back so this is a really key moment I think in the kind of in the career trajectory of Tyrone Taylor because one of two things happens I think everything I've said has kind of happened he gets that first opportunity to be an everyday player has a ton of success the league figures him out a little bit he doesn't have as much success and now he knows what pitchers are doing to him can he readjust back And if he readjusts to whatever pitchers are doing to him, then what that shows you is that this is a guy who's going to be able to do that throughout their career. Because that is an ongoing process from day one to day whatever of your big league career. Pitchers and teams are always adjusting to what you're doing, and then you need to be able to adjust back. So I'm going to be really interested to watch Tyrone Taylor say over the next week, two weeks or so, um, and then that probably leads to the answer to your next question. I don't think they call up a Joey Weimer unless they are just in a spot where they're going to be able to play him and play him every day. In a perfect world, he wouldn't make the jump from A to the big leagues. It happens. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. But in a perfect world, that doesn't happen. And this, they're still going to give Tyrone Taylor every opportunity. I do think we'll see Joey Weimer in the big leagues at some point this year when that might be, uh, if, you know, the you, you force me into an answer. I, I say late in the season, September call-up type time, maybe in August. Get them a get them a month, month-plus in the big leagues, and then set them up for, for next year. That would be my gut feeling on it, but certainly uh, I'm not convinced on that one. All right, uh, Craig Cashon from Valley Sports Wisconsin. He is set to join us in just a moment. The Brewers get the win in Washington by a 4-1 score. We're back with more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. Here's
2: the 2-2 pitch to Adamas. A line drive down the left field line. That is a fair ball. Rolls all the way into the corner. Taylor trots home from third. Adamas is going to jog into second with an RBI double. And the Brewers take a 1-0 lead.
1: They go on to win by a 4-1 score. The losing streak is over. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the Acunet Mortgage Talk at text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Let's bring in Craig Kishan from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. And Craig, this was one of those days it really didn't matter how you do it. You just needed to find a way to win. And that's exactly what the Brewers do.
3: Yes, sir. You got that right. And, um, man, you, you got to feel good about this. This, uh, losing streak went much further, um, I think than a lot of us thought it, it could and it would. And I mean, when you're starting to, uh, look back at the 2015 season, the last time they had a streak like that, you just start scratching your head a little bit. But, uh, you know, the further this went the last couple of days and, and not catching breaks and, you know, Things just happened into a pitching staff that shouldn't happen. Um, you know, Willie Adamas is your leader, man, and um, and he put the team on his back today uh, with two straight at bats: the RBI double in the third and that two-run home run in the fifth inning. And and they made it hold up. You know, their pitching was really good. I'm I'm thoroughly impressed with uh, Jason Alexander and his poise out on the mound. I mean, all the traffic he worked through today um you know th- this could have turned quickly the wrong direction because we we've seen it already in this series let alone during the winning streak and uh you needed a guy that could get through it all and of all pitchers to do it it's this guy making his third big league start and uh but that's baseball that's how it works sometimes and and they'll take it
1: yeah I- i've talked about him a little bit on shows that Vinny's been on with me and i it- you feel like you're watching this 38-year-old, veteran, pitch-to-contact, crafty guy, gets runners on base, no big deal, I can work through it, seen everything, been through everything kind of guy. That's what he looks like out there when in reality he's making his third career Major League start.
3: Yeah, but he, he's also not 22 years old either, which right. is, yeah. you know, and and this kind of goes back a little bit to what I was uh talking with you about yesterday during the show with with Eric Lauer, um, you know, physically getting frustrated or visibly getting frustrated. I mean, you can still see that he and I think even a guy like Adrian Hauser, those two guys for sure still need to go through certain uh, steps, uh, log some more innings, uh, pitch another year or two before, Maybe they feel like Jason Alexander does, but being twenty nine is is a difference maker. And um this guy's got confidence. I, I keep wanting to call him a kid every time he goes out there and we talk about him in our shows, but twenty-nine year olds aren't kids. Um I'm I'm way older than him, you know that, Matt, but but still uh this guy's impressive in in the little bit of time that he has had here on the major league level. And and I don't think, uh, you know, his target to debut as a brewer up here wasn't on the radar. It was a possibility, but it wasn't on the radar even probably a month ago.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, look, he was—he wasn't in the organization before this year. He signed as a minor league free agent. He was pitching uh, at Triple A. I think it was in the Marlins' organization last year, if I remember correctly. So the Brewers see something in him, but he's never been a big league guy. He's never been a prospect. When yeah, I don't—I don't think anybody talked about that signing, that minor league signing, when it happened. He just looked like a Triple A depth piece more than anything else.
3: Yep, and and he uh, he fits he fits right into what the brewers want they want they want a guy who's got a sinker like like he does they want the ball to be put in play they've got a you know overall they've got a pretty good defense usually lined up pretty well and they played they played well behind uh alexander again today so um you know he he fits what what they brought in and whatever they tweaked and worked with him on and and what he did in Nashville, I mean, it's um, it, it's certainly all you can ask for at this point. But he is, you know, he is going to be somebody that's going to stay in that rotation for some time here now, and and maybe it'll give the uh, you know when Woodruff comes back um, it, at whatever point that is, it's going to give him that freedom to to go to that six man rotation again. And and you, I I really think you know Vinny and I have been talking about this a lot too. I I really think that there's uh, a certain comfort and performance level to that that you, that you, have, to, um, you have to look at and, and see that they've been putting this together for the last two or three seasons to kind of do something like this. And, you know, to have two major injuries to, to two, you know, all star starting pitching, um, uh, they've definitely taken a hit trying to go that route, and, and it affects the other guys along the way.
1: It's kind of funny when we look back at it because it's the same week that Alexander and Ethan Small both debut. there was obviously a spot in the rotation to be had and, and you give credit to Alexander because he's the guy who ran with it.
3: Yeah, right and and I you know and it's funny that that happened you know on the same you know within the same what two or three games uh, in Chicago it was like, okay boys, we're bringing you both up. Uh, here's your shot. Um, and, and it's okay. We're, we're going to keep one, probably. But, um, you know, Ethan Small still got some work to do. And, and that's okay. And you know what? Um, now, now they know that. And, and he's not going to be that far away. And he might be somebody that is uh, still going to be called upon to to take this Brewer team to another level here, you know, barring anything else that could go wrong with the pitching staff. You just don't know. We're not even halfway through and look what's already gone on. All right.
1: So this In this game, it's so easy to look at what Alexander did giving up the one run. Obviously, the offensive performances from Willie Adamas with the three RBIs. Andrew McCutcheon hits the home run. We know what the Brewers get out of their high leverage guys in the final three innings. But for me, when you really take a step back and look at this game, if I've got to choose the guy that kind of brings it all together... It's Hobie Milner. He comes in in a really tough spot, gets out of the inning, bridges the gap between the starter and those high leverage guys. Craig, we've talked about it. Right now the Brewers have kind of been in a tough spot when it comes to those middle relievers. They have not been getting great innings from that group. He gives them great innings today. Like the, he's, he's the glue that makes this game come together.
3: Yeah, and um, I don't think that any of us would have said that when the season began, that, that he was going to be the guy to do that. But, but he's also, he's not only been successful when called upon, you know, when Trevor Gott, you know, suddenly went on the injured list as well, uh, Milner's role uh, increased in, in importance even more. And this guy's really answered it. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I could not be more impressed with what this guy is in 2022 versus who that guy was in 2021 a lot of home runs given up um you know he he's the almost been the sacrificial lamb of 2021 that went back and forth six times uh to the minors in the parent club um he just had to he had to suck it up and do it and you know what um he he worked through it he learned a lot and uh, like so many guys who make it to that second year in this system, this pitching-rich system and development system, um, he, he is reaping the, the benefits of it for sure. And it's not only helping him, it's it's helping this club out when, when they need it most here right now. And today really stands out. I'm glad he got the win. He's 3-1 and one with a 2-4-5 on the season out of the pen. That's That's pretty strong stuff.
1: And ten inherited runners and not a single one to score. Correct. That's the number that jumps out for me. Even better
3: point. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's amazing stuff right there
1: it's uh, it's not easy to do what he is doing and it's been pretty impressive this was Josh Hader's first appearance since that blown save he's had to sit on that one for a uh, when you have a moment like that in your Josh Hader in a perfect world you're out in the next game or two to kind of get the taste out of your mouth he had to sit on that one for a while while i watched the team lose game after game after game he finally gets back out there tonight and what do you know he strikes out all three
3: yeah i mean he's just uh he's just so good um you know what? What happened to him when when he gave up those two home runs and stuff? We we all knew that was going to happen at some point. Uh, was the timing bad? Of course, when it's uh, you know a two to one game that he comes in uh, today, it's a it's a four to one lead, and you know what? You can let it hang out a little bit. He's got um, he's got so much experience at coming in here and just being who he is. Um, to me that's the most impressive thing about Josh Hader. you know he lets it fly uh, he comes in nothing bothers this guy when he when he blew uh that save the other day uh Tim Dillard and I were down there and we were shooting the bull with him for 10 15 minutes talking about everything but that incident and and he likes sticking around and and, and uh, talking about life, I mean, the guy's got so much going on right now. He's got a baby coming in on the way, and um, he's, you know, enjoying his life outside of baseball as much as he's enjoying, enjoying his life inside of baseball here right now. So he's he's on a different planet, and, and it's a good one for him. It's a good one for the Brewers.
1: Craig Sean from Bally Sports Wisconsin continuing to join us. Just a few more minutes with uh, Craig. What a day for uh... – for Craig Council, he catches Phil Garner with win 563. And, oh, yeah, by the way, Notre Dame baseball. They knock off Tennessee today, so Notre Dame is headed to uh, the College World Series in Omaha. That's a, So Council sees the losing streak, and he catches Phil Garner, and Notre Dame baseball uh, it goes to Omaha. That's a good day for, uh, for the skipper.
3: <laughs> that's uh, That's worthy of a toast of something here pretty soon, isn't it? <laughs> yeah absolutely. no it's big it's big for him uh, with the franchise and I'm telling you what uh, it's almost hard for me to believe in fact, it is that we have been talking about him getting win number 563 to tie Phil Garner for the most wins in franchise history for over a week he has been a yeah. win away you know an eight game losing streak to be that close and and the team was playing so well up until then wow i mean I, I was coming into this weekend thinking to myself what what did he do to deserve this you know it's like here it is no it isn't here it is no it isn't here it is no it isn't um but he was very very grateful um to talk about that after the game today and and i i would certainly encourage you know the listeners here to to stick around for that coming up in a few minutes because he was uh very humbled and very um grateful to a lot of people uh for getting to this point um of his career that's for sure
1: have we checked if phil Gardner has a craig council voodoo doll it was just you know <laughs> You know, using that thing over the last eight days or so hey you know what uh knowing phil gunner i would not be surprised
3: man with, with a lit cigar close by too maybe but uh yeah exactly it's it's crazy how it turned out but um it, it's it, it feels good to win again doesn't it it's, it's been over a week man
1: yeah, we're able to laugh about things, which is, which is good. And, you know, they get the old happy flight, and they get an off day in New York, which is a great day to have an off day, and then they get back going on two, Like This works out well because now the, the losing streak is not the cloud that's hanging above them, and they get to just enjoy a day tomorrow
3: yeah they do and no better place to enjoy a day off than New York City. I know a lot of uh, a lot of the guys looking forward to that they've got uh, this is one of those family trip uh, type cities to go to as well so you know there's a lot of family and friends and these guys deserve it now, there's been very few days off and uh, you know there's no better day off that at home but you know when you can go to a spectacular city like that and and actually get a full day uh, it's really meaningful to these guys and then. When they hit the field again Tuesday, um, you know, you're not playing the Washington Nationals third or fourth worst team in baseball. You're te- playing the best team in the National League right now. And and yeah, I'm looking forward to see how the how the Brewers match up and, and um, you know, what they got in them to play against these guys and, and prove, you know what, we're, we're right here too now. You got to worry about us.
1: Yeah, I mean, this very much could be a playoff preview coming up over these three days considering where these teams are at uh, here at the moment, and it's going to be fun. I had had a texter text in earlier, Craig, and say how important this series is and the Brewers have to go win two of three and have to win on Tuesday. I, I'm not at that point because I kind of feel like they, they've got the rest of this tough road trip. More than anything else, I just want to see this team tread water, not go on another long losing streak, get through this road trip with whatever the record has to, happens to be, wherever they're at in the standings, and then you can kind of press the reset button once you return. So it's going to be fun to see them play against the Mets, but I also don't feel like this is the, the end-all, be-all series that you might make it out to be if, uh, if the circumstances were a little bit different.
3: Right, exactly. And you know what? If these are two playoff teams that could collide, uh, I, I certainly hope the Brewers are going to be much healthier than they are right now um, and and better and be in a better position, especially with starting pitching and some middle relief by that point as well. So this is not uh, probably the way the Brewers were hoping to go into this series. Uh, the Mets certainly are. I mean, let's face it; they're 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 at the top of the heap right now. Um, but no, it it is not it's not crucial time. You you do have to tread water when you're dealing with uh, the injuries the Brewers are right now. And you know, Urias left this game. He's day-to-day. I would imagine they're going to try to give him a couple of days since, you know, they have Matthias up here now and Peterson's uh, hitting the ball again. So, um, yeah, they they just can't get any more injuries here right now. they got to get guys healthy again, and the ones who have been hurt that are healthy again are starting to hit the ball a little bit better. Keep that going and, um, and let the chips fall where they may.
1: Yep, absolutely. All right, great stuff, Craig. Appreciate your time as always. All right, pal. There's Craig Gishon from Valley Sports Wisconsin uh, joining us here on Brewers X-Turnings after the Brewers uh, pick up a win in Washington. 4-1 the final. The Brewers get the W to end the losing streak. If you want to join us, we've got a little bit of time for you. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That is the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also uh, tweet into the program. At Matt Pauley on air, M A T T P A U L E Y on air. We're taking you till five thirty. We'll get the post game comments, and our Craig uh, Kashan alluded to some of the things that Craig Council said. We will get the post game comments of uh, Craig Council coming up at about uh, five ten. We'll also go back through uh, the game with the highlights a little bit before five twenty. So a lot to do between now and five thirty. We've got more in a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. This is Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ.
2: 2 pitch. High fly ball, shallow left. Adamus going out in the shallow left. Now Yelich calling him off. He makes the catch. And Alexander gets out of it here in the bottom of the third. The Nationals
1: load him up and leave him there. The Brewers get the win as they end the losing streak. 4-1 the final score today in Washington. They still lose two of three in the series, traveling to New York, and they will open up a series against the Mets coming up on Tuesday. A three game series going on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting into the Accudent Mortgage Talk text line, 855 616 1620. That's 855 616 1620. You can also tweet into the program at at Matt Pauley on air. Brandon texting into the program, and uh, he says, Jason Alexander is reminding me a lot of Mike Fires. about 10 years ago. Got called up when no one knew much about him and wasn't a top prospect. Goes out every five days and continues to give us a chance to win. Good to see a 29-year-old finally getting his chance in the big leagues and make the most of their opportunity. That's a really good comparison, a really good comparison when um, I was working in AAA in the Pacific Coast League when Mike Fires was pitching uh, at AAA. First, I saw, I wasn't in the Brewers organization at first, and I saw him when he was pitching at Nashville, uh, pitching against the team that I was the broadcaster for at the time, and like I, I I never understood why he wasn't getting that big league opportunity. He was somebody that just jumped out to me uh, as somebody who would get that. Now, he eventually got traded, and obviously was a big part of a really big trade for this team that brought in uh, Adrian Hauser and Josh Hader in addition to uh, Brett Phillips and Domingo Santana. But I, I think that's a really good comparison. I like that, Brandon. I, I think you're uh, I think you're right on, uh, on on that one. Let's go to uh, the phones. We've got uh, Doug in Luxembourg. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ.
0: Okay. A uh, couple questions. Uh, what's the status of Lorenzo
2: Cain, and any word on Freddy Peralta, how he's coming along?
0: Uh,
1: I yeah, would so- like to
2: see the Brewers make a move for, for another outfielder. I, I, I just think we need we need some more pop in the lineup somewhere. So that's all I got for yeah. you.
1: Sure, Doug. I appreciate it. You know, this is Lorenzo Cain's final year that he's on his contract. Uh, I I think he's going to be here the whole year. I think he brings a lot of value. I don't think he's a starting outfielder for this team, and that's why Tyrone Taylor's being given every opportunity. If there is a spot to add a bat in this lineup, it feels like it's at center field, and how that would work with having Lorenzo Cain and Tyrone Taylor on the team in addition to a bat that you bring in. like That's a... That's an equation that I really don't have the answer to, but stuff like that tends to uh, certainly work itself out. As far as Freddy Peralta goes, he'll be reevaluated in August. So we will not see Peralta. And to be blunt with you, and I have not heard anybody with the Brewers say what I'm about to say, uh, but this is how I would handle Freddy Peralta. I don't see a whole lot of value if he's not coming back until August. I don't see a lot of value in getting him stretched back out as a starter. Uh, he has shown in his career the ability to be a very effective relief pitcher. When we're looking at this team in terms of being best built for the postseason, you don't need all the starters that they have. So if you're not getting Peralta back till August, I bring him back as a reliever then that's one less de- tough decision you have to make when it comes to a playoff roster because you already have this guy who's in the bullpen. That's how I personally would handle it. Now, things can change if you have other injuries in the starting rotation. Um, if, if you go acquire some other bullpen pieces and there's just not a spot in the bullpen, that can change. But the way the team is built right now... I don't see a whole lot of value in bringing him back as a starter when you've got so many good starters, when you're going to be trying to figure out uh, who's going to be your bullpen pieces for uh, for the postseason. Mike in Colorado texting in, says, uh, at catching, Omar and Victor seem to be hitting well, but Pedro Severino is due to be eligible soon. What happens then? It's a good question, Mike. Um, I don't think Pedro Severino has a long-term future on this team because... Because of the suspension that he has right now he's not eligible for the postseason, so you he 's got a really nice bat like he 's a good player, you feel really bad for him for those of you who don't know he got the uh, he got the performance enhancing drug um, suspension, but it was based off a fertility drug. he and his wife had been trying to get pregnant like to me i just I hate the fact that that's what has resulted in the suspension, but it just it doesn't fit. Because he won't be eligible for the postseason. Now if he comes back and you've got an injury with Nervaez or Caratini and he can kinda help fill a a, a, you know a stopgap role for a little while, that's one thing. But I just I I don't know where he fits on this roster because you're not gonna get rid of Nervaez or Caratini. When they're the two catchers who are eligible for the postseason, you're not dropping one of those to get a half season of Pedro Severino where then you're going to have to find another backup catcher for the postseason. Like, it just doesn't work. Talk about the equation. That equation doesn't work. So, I don't think Severino is going to spend much time uh, on this team once he is eligible to return, especially not if you have full health between Narvaez and Caratini. We've got the news coming up in two minutes, and then after that, we'll be back with the postgame comments of Manager Craig Council. This is Brewers Extra Innings.
0: Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ.
1: The Brewers get the win in Washington today. They end the losing streak. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. That losing streak was at eight straight games, but they are able to end it today, and now they travel to New York, have an off day tomorrow, and they will open up a series against the Mets coming up on Tuesday. So a lot happened in this one. The Brewers obviously ending the losing streak. The other uh, very notable thing, manager uh, Craig Council, uh, he catches Phil Garner, with with Brewers win number 563 as the manager that is tied for number one. So his next win, he will set a record, and then will set the record every single time the team wins from that point moving forward. Council did uh, spend some time meeting with the media just a little while ago, and he opened up his uh, post-game thoughts just talking about How good this win feels?
4: Probably extra good, with you know when we haven't won for a while. Um, So it 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 feels good for sure. Um, And a lot of guys did good things. Um, Got a great effort from the bullpen today. Um, You know, excellent innings from everybody. Hobie Milner's been outstanding here. Um, and, And you know, despite a bunch of losses in this stretch, he's been he's been absolutely outstanding. And it was really good today. And I thought the key to the game really.
2: What
4: about Jason? Just I mean, he was kind of playing in traffic, but how he was able to limit damage? Yeah, I mean he he's done that a little bit here, um, but he he has he's, he he makes he's made pitches when he's had to, and um, you know he's kept runs off the board, and, and I think the you know he's gaining in confidence, and then I th- I th- he pitches with a lot of poise that's for sure. Um, not no situations are getting him rattled, and he's making pitches right now with men on base uh, for sure. How encouraging was Adonis' day? Uh, having that back yeah, weekend. I mean, I th- you know, those days were coming. Uh, I, th- I think we knew that. Um, uh, you know, he he's got off to a slow start since he's been back on the from the IL, but those days are coming. He's too good a hitter for them not to not to come. But you know, still, it's he got two two huge hits and uh, drove in drove in three runs today. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, though. Sorry. Getting back to Colby, um, how much of this do you think is confidence with him? You know, getting out there and stacking up successful outings and just building that for himself? Yeah, I mean, I th- I, I think it's it's always a part of it. Um, you know, the the way Colby's L- year worked last year, I, I don't think we gave much necessarily. Like, he was the guy that was optioned yeah. up and down. And, and so there was never... You know, he he didn't get that opportunity, but he also got some feedback that he needed to be a little bit better, and and he's been a little bit better, and he's been better. Um, And I I think he's, you know, solidifying himself, and been very good against both lefties and righties, um, and has kind of figured out a way to to do that, uh, especially against right-handers. He's been very effective against them. What have you looked
2: on areas?
4: Uh. Do you know Mike? Which hamstring? It's a hamstring. Uh, right, right hamstring. Um, just, you know, kind of date. He's day to day. I don't think it's. He's day to day. We'll reevaluate him on Tuesday, not rule him out to play on Tuesday. All of the runs today came you- Strikes and Willie's came with two outs. I mean, yeah. What does that do to an opposing pitcher? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I'm trying to preach that in the dugout. Murph has a lot. It's just like keep going in these innings because they, it can happen with two outs. Um, and and Willie had a really nice at bat there. He fought, off, he fought off a really good change of the pitch before um, to just stay alive in the at bat. So. You know it matters. Uh, you, you, you know, offense hasn't been clicking. Um, things haven't been going well. But you get three outs in an inning, and we used them today. I okay, you know, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but how, how much do you like Yelley in that leadoff spot? Now you got a, you know, you got a five-game snapshot sort of. He's been on base quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he's, I do, th- he's swinging the bat well. He's having good at bats. He hits the balls really hard. Um, so I, I you know, yeah, the hope is, is that. You know, when you when you do something like that, it's just a little change for him and a little kind of place to not, not start over but reset um, and hopefully get a good feeling from it, and uh, so far so good. I know you don't like talking about the stuff that you tried Garner today with a win offer anything on that or do you want to wait till the no i mean i mean this is a you know this is this is a wee milestone for sure and it's it's about players as much it's about players more than anything um and we've had some really really good players that have done the heavy lifting and all that work um but certainly thankful to you know the, the people that um have given me the opportunity and, and Mark and Doug Melvin, um, and David, and then, um, you know, all the people that have me, allowed me to get better at the job, hopefully, um, the coaching staff and and, and all the other Carl Muller in the front office, guys like that, that, uh, you know, hopefully have helped me become better at this. But, but most of all, it's, it's, uh, the hat tip goes to the players to me right now. Um, they're the ones that do the heavy lifting every day and, um, you know, I'm thankful that uh, i been able to watch some great players play Brewer Baseball.
1: That's manager Craig Council now tied as the winningest manager in franchise history along with uh, Phil Garner. And Whenever he gets that next win, he'll be alone at number one. Brewers get the win in Washington today, 4-1 the final. How did it all go down? We'll tell you with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. It's Brewers extra innings with Matt Foley. Ready for this? Fly ball. This. Deep
0: right. And this third
2: deck. Holy smokes.
0: Time for tonight highlights. Here's Matt Foley.
1: the Brewers get the win in Washington against the Nationals. Pitching matchup today, Jason Alexander, his third career major league start going for the Brewers. Former Brewer Paolo Espino making the start for the Nationals. Pretty good pitching in the early going. The Nationals will get a couple hits in the second inning, nothing more. It would be scoreless going into the third. That's when the Brewers would break through with one out, Tyrone Taylor at the plate. The 2-1 pitch. Here's a
2: fly ball into center. Racing in is Lane Thomas. He goes into a slide, and he won't get it. It rolls past him. Taylor turns first and into second. And
1: that should be a double for Tyrone Taylor. Indeed it is. Christian Yellenston flies out. That allows Taylor to tag and take third. The next hitter is Willie Adamas.
2: Here's the 2-2 pitch to Adamas. A line drive down the left field line. That is a fair ball. Rolls all the way into the corner. Taylor trots home from third. Adamas is going to jog into second with an RBI double. And the Brewers take a 1-0 lead.
1: So the Brewers have that lead, and now they're looking for a shutdown inning the next inning. Maybe not shut down, but at least no runs score. Lane Thomas leads that inning off with a base hit. Then uh, after a Cesar Hernandez fly out and a Juan Soto ground out, uh, Nelson Cruz gets a base hit and Josh Bell walks. So that loads the bases. There's two outs, and it's Yadiel Hernandez at the plate. 2-0 pitch. High fly ball, shallow left.
2: Adamas going out into shallow left. Now Yelich calling him off. He makes the catch. And Alexander gets out of it here in the bottom of the third. The Nationals load
1: them up and leave them there. In many ways, that play right there is the biggest play of this game. You had just taken the lead. Things are going against you. The Nationals load the bases, but you get out of it. It remains a 1-0 score. Brewers back at it uh, in the top of the fourth inning. Paolo Espino's day would be done. It was kind of a bullpen day uh, as he has not started this year. He did a nice job in there, got the first couple outs in the fourth, and then Evan Lee came in uh, and finished off what turned into a scoreless top of the fourth. In the fifth inning, the Brewers get back on the board. Two outs quickly, then Christian Yelich, a base hit in front of Willie Adamas. 2-2. Swing and a fly ball,
2: deep left center field, back at the track, and it is gone. Into the Brewers' bullpen for Willie Adamas. 3-0 crew on Adamas' 11th home run of the season.
1: All three of those runs being driven in by Adamas, a good day for him. The Brewers have that 3-0 lead. The Nationals would answer one of those runs in the bottom of the fifth inning. Uh, Jason Alexander continuing to pitch for the Brewers. Uh, Also, Luis Urias comes out of the game at that point as well due to injury. Lane Thomas strikes out uh, for the first out of the fifth, but then Cesar Hernandez gets a base hit and Juan Soto walks. So runners on at first and second, and then a walk to Nelson Cruz. So it loads the bases for Josh Bell, who hits a sacrifice fly to Christian Yelich. Cesar Hernandez scores, and that makes it a 3-1 game, and that ends the day for Jason Alexander. The next pitcher is Hobie Milner. He comes in with a two on in a 3 1 game, and he faces off against Michael Franco. Tying run at first for Washington. The delivery. Swing and a miss. He got
2: him. Fastball down and away. Michael Franco is gone, and the
1: National Strand of Parrot. So it remains a 3-1 game as the game moves on to the 6th. Milner would throw up a 0 in the 6th inning, and we would get it to the 7th. That's when Brad Boxberger comes on for the Brewers. First batter he faces off against in the 7th is Cesar Hernandez.
2: And Hernandez, a little pop-up foul territory. Jace Peterson giving. Chase made the catch and ran
1: up against the tarp in the process and held on. Yeah, he he ran full speed into the tarp. He ran into a wall, essentially, a wall that goes up to his waist and still makes the catch. It was a great play by Jace Peterson. After that, Boxberger would get strikeouts of Juan Soto and Nelson Cruz, and it remains a 3-1 game, allowing Devin Williams to come on to pitch in the eighth inning for the Brewers. He would get Josh Bell to fly out, and then Mike Alfranco, he grounds out. Issues a walk to uh, Cabert Ruiz, so one on, two outs, and Luis Garcia at the plate.
2: Williams on 0-2. Kicks and throws. And a ground ball hit to the right side. Matthias Fields, he throws to first in time to get the runner.
1: Yeah, just got him. Just barely got him in time, and it remains a 3-1 game. The Brewers get a little bit of insurance in the top of the ninth inning. New pitcher for Washington is Carl Edwards, Jr., and the first batter he faces is Andrew McCutcheon. 2-2
2: on the way, and McCutcheon drives one deep into left center field. This one is on its way and gone. Andrew McCutcheon, his fourth home run as a Brewer. A big insurance run there.
1: 4-1 Milwaukee. Huge insurance run. Brewers take that three-run lead to the bottom of the ninth inning, and on comes Josh Hader. First batter he faces, Aerie Adrianza. He strikes out swinging. Lane Thomas then strikes out looking, and that makes Cesar Hernandez the final hope for the Nationals.
2: Lifts the leg and throws. Struck him out swinging. Hader strikes out the side in the ninth And the losing streak is over. 4-1 the final
1: as the Brewers take down the Nationals here in Washington, D.C. With the victory, the Brewers go to 34-28, and 28, while the Nationals, they drop to 23-39. and 39. Winning totals for the crew, 4 runs, 9 hits, no errors, they leave 4. For the Nationals, 1 run, 8 hits, no errors, they leave 10. Winning pitcher, Hobie Milner, he's 3-1, and Pallas Spino takes the loss, he is 0-1. A save for Josh Hader, the 19th save of his season. Home runs, Willie Adamas hits his 11th of the year. Andrew McCutcheon hits his fourth. The game lasting three hours and 11 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 22,549 folks as the Brewers get the win in Washington 4-1. Brewers go into an off day in New York tomorrow before beginning a series against the Mets on Tuesday night. We'll preview that series. We'll get you some scores around baseball. Did the Cardinals win or lose? And how close to first place are the Brewers now because of that? We'll tell you that, and I will get out of here. That's all coming up. This is brewers extra innings on wtmj
0: this is brewers extra innings on wtmj
1: just a few minutes left in the program brewers get the win in washington today by a 4-1 score they lose two of three in the series but more importantly That eight-game losing streak, it is now officially a thing of the past. We'll see whether or not they're able to uh, start a winning streak coming up on Tuesday when they begin a three-game set in New York against the Mets. One uh, statistical oddity, not oddity, but fun fact. We'll go with fun fact coming out of this game, courtesy of baseball historian Doug Kern on Twitter, at da kern 74 So Brewers batters with a home run, a double, and three RBIs at Nationals Park. Just four in Brewers history. Willie Adamas does it today. He joins Mike Moustakis, who did it in August of 2019. Aaron Hill who did it in July of 2016, and Mike Cameron, who did it in August of 2009. So has not happened that many times in the history of the Brewers. Let's go around baseball, get you some scores. Brewers fans were Reds fans today as the Reds and Cardinals were matching up in St. Louis. Coming into today's action, St. Louis had a game-and-a-half lead on Milwaukee. Well, Cincinnati, they get the win in St. Louis, just barely 7-6. St. Louis scores 2 Two runs in the bottom of the ninth inning to make it a one-run game. But Cincinnati does hold on for the win. That means the Brewers are back within a half game of St. Louis for first place in the National League Central. Graham Ashcraft got the start for the Reds, went four and two-thirds innings, allowing four runs on nine hits, but then the Reds' bullpen came in and did a really good job after that. Dakota Hudson making the start for the Cardinals, seven innings, six runs on nine hits, two strikeouts, two walks, home runs in the game. Tommy Pham hit one for Cincinnati, while Nolan Arenado and Al Yepes each hitting one for St. Louis. It got ugly for the Cubs today in New York against the Yankees. They end up losing... By an 18-4 to score. You heard that right. 18-4 to was the final score in this contest. Uh, Frank Schwindel ends up uh, pitching the end of the game for the Brewers. He gave up a home run. The pitch that he gave up a home run on, listen to this. <laughs> I'm laughing. 35.1 miles per hour. You did not hear that wrong. The Frank Schwindel pitch that resulted in a home run. miles per hour Uh, in the StatCast era that is the slowest Major League Baseball pitch to ever be known to be hit for a home run. So Frank Schwindel making a little bit of history today with his 35.1 mile per hour, whatever the pitch was, that results in a home run. Cubs just get blasted by the Yankees, 18 to four. Keegan Thompson made the start, does not get out of the first inning, giving up five runs on three hits with uh, three walks. So. Not a good day for uh, for the Cubs there in New York. And the Pirates, they lose to the Braves today by a 3-5 score. The Pirates had Jose Quintana on the mound. He takes the loss, dropping to 1-4, and four, going five innings, allowing four runs on six hits. They do get a home run from Brian Reynolds. Reynolds hits his 10th uh, home run of the year. Tell you what, Reynolds, a center fielder, probably a guy who might be uh, might be available at some point uh, by the Pirates this year. That's uh, a name to kind of keep an eye out if uh, he goes on to the trading block. All right, around the Brewers minor league system, we'll start at Low A Carolina. They lose at home today as they fall to Myrtle Beach, 15 to six. With the loss, Carolina is now 30 and 27. High A Wisconsin, they were scheduled to play a game at Beloit today. Uh, however, that game at ABC Supply Stadium was canceled due to COVID-19. Double-A Biloxi, they are in action right now. Top of the second inning. Biloxi, after putting up a four spot in the bottom of the first inning, they lead Tennessee by a 4-1 score. And Triple-A Nashville, they lose at home today to uh, Norfolk by a 7-2 score. Nashville still with that very good record that is sitting at 36-23. and Again, in our game, the Brewers They get the win over the Washington Nationals by a 4-1 score, making the flight over to New York. And they will begin a series against the Mets coming up on Tuesday night. On Tuesday... Right-hand pitcher Adrian Hauser will make the start 3 and 6, 3.92 ERA. Chris Bassett will go for the Mets. The right-hander is 4 and 4 with a 4.35 ERA. 6-10 first pitch coming up on Tuesday night. That means our coverage will begin at 5:35 and I will talk to you after the game with Brewers extra innings. Once again, Brewers get the 4-1 win over the Nationals. We'll talk to you on Tuesday for more Brewers baseball.